Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, cool weekend, even better with UFC on there. And we have UFC a bunch of weeks going forward. How do you want to open up with this? There's a lot that happened. I guess let's just start at the beginning. Like John Jones is now officially the GOAT, right? Like he has oh. to be. He has to be the greatest ever. I know. I feel that way too. Yeah. I think yeah. the best description somebody gave on the internet was John Jones's Homelander. So if you watch the boys, Homelander's just the ultimate superhero and a dick. And like everything John Jones says feels fake and phony. And he's fucked up so many times in his life, beat his wife and fucked up events. But he's the greatest fighter in the world. Yeah, it, it's funny. I watched the the fights with some guys I train with jujitsu, some 10th Planet guys. And it's crazy that when John Jones came out, you know, the conversation of like all the stuff he's done came up and each guy kept bringing up another story, another story. Like I forgot <laughs> how many bad things that John Jones has done. And it was like alarming. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that one. And each one of these was like biggest piece of shit type things. God dang, man, that guy. But yeah, <laughs> I, start- I, I, I should make it known. I never thought he was going to fight again. He fought. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Thought he wasn't going to beat Cyril Gaon either. I was definitely wrong about that. So yeah, John Jones proves me wrong left and right. Yeah, John Jones. The reason I started disliking John Jones was when I found out that in high school, he used to rat on the kids that smoked weed. He would not <laughs> have gone. And I was like, why would somebody be so fucking petty? Like, that's so annoying. But I loved him when he first came in because he was from upstate New York. And so I felt like kind of represented New York and he was 20 years old and he was so raw and he was amazing. And it's crazy. 15 years later, he he looked dominant. And I kind of said this the last episode where a lot of fighters will say they're not motivated and it feels phony, Mm -hmm. but with him, it feels real. And so like, I kind of gave him a pass the last couple of fights because maybe he wasn't that motivated. And then here he is, just came in and just was like, all right, I'm going to dominate. Even in the few striking exchanges, it looked like Jones was winning. I mean, it was very few and far between. Here's my problem with John Jones still going forward. We still don't know if he can take shots at heavyweight. He didn't take any. Yeah, that's true. So it was one of those <laughs> things where it's like, can he take the shots? I, I, maybe he doesn't have to, though. Who knows? Exactly. Maybe he just takes everybody down. Like, maybe yeah, he not- learned this and was okay. like, Yo, I'll just eliminate people. So he Sorry. calls out Stipe, which I think is the easiest match that he can probably call out in the top five, right? Sergey is a problem. Curtis Blades is a problem, right? Well, I mean, I, I feel like all these top five heavyweights are a problem still. But then again, I thought Ghan was going to be a problem. So do you think he beats Naganu? I don't know. That's going to happen, but... Ngannou, they say, has been training at Extreme Couture. And if he's been training hard, if he's been focusing on boxing, then no. But if he's been training still everything, and it seemed like they were working on his wrestling, and he had bad knees. And if his knees are good, he was an athletic freak. And he definitely... I also texted you during the week after I saw like the countdown and I saw the post, the press conferences. I was like, yo, there's something in Jones. And he was right. He was like, yo, Gon is playing FIFA. He's like, Gon is chill. He's like, Gon looks at this as a sport. He's like, 
dude, I go in wanting to hurt people and he's a psychopath. Like, you know, like, I feel like that is the right attitude. Maybe it's 2020 hindsight where if gone one, we would be like, yeah. oh no, it's good to be chill and demeanor and fade or yeah, great white hype too. Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. No, it felt like John Jones just has that spirit. But that being said, I think in Go Francis also has that spirit of yeah. fighting. He would not go the way Gan went. People yeah. were saying on the internet too, like just even Gan's like just defense on the sub, like sure, John, just like it looked like he didn't even try. Like, you know, like he didn't follow. I don't know. Is it just John Jones is that good or he was that out of his element? It's both. It's, it's a combination of both. Yeah, it felt quick. I think Francis has a chance to beat John because oh, of I that. Minute. Yeah. And if he's healthy and he's been wrestling, yeah, if he hits John, if he hits anybody, you have to be safe. John would try to go down. If Francis has been just working on takedown defense, that's well, all he needs to do. Let's say yeah. they were going to fight. You think it would be anything less than nine months preparation? You know, like Francis is the once a year type fighter anyway. So like, I think he'd have plenty of time should that ever happen. Yeah, but Francis is also getting old quick. And some people think- Yeah, I don't think that match ever going to happen, but- yeah, me neither. But I would love to see it. Yeah, I think I think Stipe has a chance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if he's yes. I don't know. He's forty years old. Heavyweights age slower. He, he's older. He has way less reach than John. He hasn't fought in a long time. I feel like he's like the same size as John. He's like Stipe's always been around two forty. His reach is very small. He is like one of the smaller reaches of heavyweights. Yeah, but. He's one he of those guys that could barely reach the bottom of his pocket. Stipe has decent wrestling. He's got he does. great he's got great fight IQ. Dude, overall, Stipe is a great fighter. I just think it's well past his time. I don't know. I agree. But John Jones is that person you want to see lose. And I feel like this would be such a good story because if there was an ultimate good guy, I feel like it would be Stipe. Yeah. I, I dude, I would love if Stipe won. That would be then he goes down as the greatest. Like Yeah. Then and I think people forget because Stipe hasn't fought in a couple of years and the way he lost to Francis, but Stipe yeah. was in the conversation for GOAT because he's beaten everybody like that yeah. needed to. And Well, I mean, even John Jones said it. He is the heavyweight GOAT. It would be awesome to beat him. And so, yeah, if Stipe wins, then it would be such a great story. Then it's like, yeah, just retire. Yeah. It's done. I'm also relieved Stipe didn't get in the ring and talk because I wouldn't have known what he said. I love Stipe. Now, here, here's the real sad thing, I think. Not sad. I mean, John Jones... No, I shouldn't even say he deserves the shine. The real story of the night is Alexa Grasso. Yeah, she had the win against Valentina. She had the most unlikely win in the most unlikely way. That was crazy. She says she's been training for that exact moment where she throws the back kick and goes and grabs her back. And it looked like it came out exactly that way. And they tried timing it even. They're like, yo, that was a second. Like just from, it kind of shows like you got to, Training works like the same thing with Masvidal and the knee. Like, you uh -huh. know, like sometimes these things are accidental, but it's like if you train Cejudo showing right John Jones, that video of Cejudo going with it on John yes. Jones. Yeah, exactly. These guys are on another level mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. But Alexa Grasso, dude, I'm that was awesome. What's crazy is I had crazy odds on Valentina in round four. I got like plus 1800 or something. And so when round four came around, I'm like, man, Valentina's looking good. Like, this might happen. This is crazy. And then Grasso finishes it. And I was still mm -hmm. thrilled because I'm like, man, that's amazing. 
And now Mexico has guys and ladies flyweight champs. And who else is? Was there another Mexican champ or no? Because I felt like they said people like, oh, Yair. He's not champ. He could be. Oh, interim though, right? Yeah, come on. And but Mexico also had kind of Cain Velasquez, you could call half. Well, and Cejudo too, but they were born in America. Of Mexican descent. Yeah, Mexican yeah. descent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not born there. But yeah, I I like that. I want to see MMA get bigger in Mexico because right now, I mean, yeah. boxing is king, and maybe boxing will always be king. But now yeah. that they have all these champions, like that's well, fucking dude. I I think Yair versus Volk put it in Mexico City, and then put Grasso. And Moreno on that card. Oh my God, Mexico. Bro, three title matches, Mexico, they would be nuts. And if they won those, yeah, they're. Dude, Mexico becomes an MMA country. They'll literally change the whole country. (laughs) They should do that. They should do that. Yeah, that'd be wild. I always root for the Mexicans. I lived in Mexico for two years. So it's mm-hmm. like a Mexican. I was just like, oh, so happy for her. She, and she just looks so genuinely happy. Plus, like, Valentina's won how many in a row? Like, you know, know. like, is she going to be that happy winning? Like, again, like, for yeah. her, it's just known. Like, seeing, like, the underdog win, like, as soon as they got her off and she just, like, lifted her hands, like, thrilled. It was just like, I felt a little bit of that energy. Like, she was like, oh, shit, it really worked. I'm the fucking champion. Yeah. Like, Fuck yeah, like good. Somebody knew should f- have that feeling. Yeah, it was pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like the biggest story of the night. Yeah, well, I mean, I get what you're saying, but it's John Jones is the goat, you know? So yeah. that is all Hey, you know goes. what though? John Jones also saved my night because I had him by sub at plus five fifty. Had I not, I would have been in the red. So thanks to John and Jones, our, I still won money. <laughs> and our friend Andy won fucking uh, to put twenty five dollars down on first round sub, yeah, and then wins like five hundred bucks. And yep. in retrospect, I'm like, why didn't I do that? I should have just put like <laughs> fucking a hundred dollars down because I was confident. We talked about it in the text. And I was like, yeah, you were, you were confident on it. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I like the plus five fifty sub for John Jones. Like it just made sense. And then I was just lazy and I didn't want to gamble. And I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna enjoy the fights anyway. But yeah, now I'm like thinking, I was like, if there was like a great bet and if i was fucking analyzing it it was yeah john jones by sub and do the first round sub yeah i'm surprised those odds went down significantly like right before the fight they were saying it was like plus 250 or 350 and i'm like dang i got it at plus 550 oh okay so it went all right yeah yeah and then when we released the last episode whatever when i was like oh yeah gone was the favorite and then everyone was like, no, he has not the favorite. He's not the favorite. Well, he opened as the favorite and the odds switched for John Jones to be the favorite. Made sense. Yeah. Smart came in. Yeah. Smart. Let's talk about Rockmanov. What'd you think about Rockmanov versus Jeff Neal? I fucking loved that fight. To me, that was the fight of the night. That it was, was sick. The main card. Like I loved that fight and it had shades of Kamzat versus Gilbert Burns. Yes. But this one was, I think, more technical. And they brawled, but like yeah. savvy, good takedown defense, good clinching knees. Dude, like it was Jeff Neal awesome. looked a lot better than I think everyone expected. And Rachmanov looked like, oh, okay, like he could be beat. Yeah. But it also came up like Rachmanov is what, 16 and 0 with 16 finishes. Now and 17. This, yep. Yeah, this was a three round war. And then a minute left in the fir- in the last round. He does a standing rear naked choke and just chokes him out and drops him. He collapses. It was like 
the most ruthless. It was up there. It's going to be in highlight reels forever of how we Dude, just it was it. pretty crazy because he had like his back was on the cage and it was like a standing rear naked slash bulldog choke because Rachmanov <laughs> took his near side leg and put it in between his legs so that he couldn't turn like grapevine it. It was that was a weird but real cool finish. Amazing. And it kind of showed I think he wanted to put on a show. I think a lot of these. Yeah. A dude, lot of these I'm, people I'm going on Amazon tonight and buying that Shavkat hat, dude. Yeah, that hat is amazing. I Dude. think a lot of the people that are coming from countries that aren't that popular and that are quiet like Rachmanov uh-huh. really have to put on shows. Yes. And I think a little bit he's like, yo, I'm putting on a show. And I think Jeff Neal was also like, but you're not going to fucking put on a show against me where I just get fucked up. And then mm-hmm. it turned into like a war. But then, yeah, he just finished it like when he needed to. And mm-hmm. who do you think he fights next? Do they get they mentioned Colby? I know is that's that- what they said. Yeah, I, I, would I don't know. That. Yeah, I don't know what Colby's doing or what he's up to. I'm not sure. They say Colby doesn't want to fight because he wants it to come off like Jorge Masvidal's attack against him hurt his career. Right. So he could get off of Jorge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't think Colby takes that fight. But then I don't know who Rachmanov is going to verse. I think Colby would be scared. Would it be like Gilbert Burns? Gilbert Burns will fight anyone. But Gilbert Burns oh, has Gilbert a fight Burns. on tap right now, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he's fighting Masvidal. In yeah, April. of course, Masvidal. Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah. April 8th. Yep. And then Leon and Kamara are fighting. Yep. And, and then you have, uh, yeah, Colby sitting out. So there's like not so many people he could fight. Yeah, that fight was interesting. I thought Rachmanov, I took Rachmanov by finish in under one and a half rounds. Oh, and let me, this is interesting. There was a point in the first round where I forget who the referee was, but he stopped it to put a mouthpiece back in. Whatever the reason was, he's like, he calls time. And the clock ticked the whole time. And then when they said time in, they never reset the clock, no nothing, burned a good 20 seconds. Now, I pointed this out because my people I was watching it with was like, oh, whoa, they didn't stop the time. I'm like, yeah, I know. What the fuck, dude? And I found that really interesting. I'm like, oh, they just ate the clock and no one did a thing about it. And then it started getting me like to the rules, right? There was like, what fight opened with a low? Don and Jones. Jones, right? Yeah, opened with a low blow. And it was one of those things where they're like, oh man, that sucks. And I'm like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, is this the only sport where we go, oh, that wasn't intentional, so it's not a foul? But if it happens yeah. a couple of times, then it's like, okay, maybe a warning. Okay, now, now it's a foul. We minus a point. That's a really weird thing because every other sport, if you have pass interference or something, it doesn't matter if it was incidental, on purpose, whatever. Like, it's a foul. It's not allowed. It's a foul. And then it got me thinking. I'm like, yeah, we should just go with these lines. If there's an eye poke, if there's a low blow, those should be fouls. I agree with you. But what you mentioned about pass interference, you brought up a bad example. Because if you're like, if our legs intertwine during pass interference that it is incidental. It's not Oh, okay, I see. That's true. Yes, yeah. And it's the same thing with holding. So football, it's tricky. Baseball, no, the rules are the rules. You know, like you hit a you hit a player, he goes to the fucking first base. Yeah. I mean, holding is holding in football. Yeah, but they have to catch it. Football is tricky because it's like fucking hard to see. In fighting, maybe it's similar in the sense that it's like hard to see some of the things. But if you see them grab the fence, like you said, and... Dude. You should have replay. I never understood people that say don't allow replay. Yeah, me too. 
Yep. Like, why wouldn't you want the facts? Yep. Like, what are you trying to like hide from? Like, make it quick though. All right. So here's the thing: of all of the fence grabs, eye pokes, and low blows you've ever seen, how many? Like, what percentage of those has ended in a point deduction? Yeah, you bring up a good point. Never. It's like, so little. I, I think it's, I think it's, yeah, I was going to say it's less than 10%. Yeah, 5%. That's say. bonkers. What are we doing? What are the rules for? Especially if there's only three rounds and you could have taken the guy down and he grabs the fence and you could have punched him in the face. Like, no, but also maybe they should just allow fence grabbing. I, agree. I, mean? I, I don't mind fence grabbing. I think people should fence grab. I think they're worried about broken fingers, getting caught, the, the integrity of the fence. Yeah. I don't know. I think these are probably the concerns for it. It should be either allow it or don't allow it, though, because you're right. If there's this gray area, some people are going to use it. The people that are kind of cheating. And it's like, I'm not the type of person that wants to cheat. So I'm not going to use it. And so like, and you're not going to punish them. So now they just have an automatic advantage because they're the type of person that would do that. You know, like that sucks. Yep. yep. You're only benefiting those types of people. So it, it totally and, changes things. Yeah. And I poke like. I'm surprised how good some of these people are because, right, they always say there's levels to this game and you're at the highest level and now your eye is fuzzy. Like, how the fuck is that not a huge momentum shift, right? Like, it's... I've always thought that. I think low blows and eye pokes, you might be good enough to continue, but it has impacted you from there on out. Yeah, it's not... You are not back to where you were before that. Exactly. You're just like, oh, I'm good enough. You know, I'm like 80, 90%. Okay, I guess. They definitely have to work on the scoring because I agree. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. If these things are foul, flags, fouls, yellow cards, something. Yeah. And even if you don't want to stop the fight because the momentum of the fight is something or it's towards the end of the round, then yeah, at the end of the round, you have replay. You could confirm these things and take a point off or like do your best to... If Make it's it enough th- to stop the clock, it's a foul. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, exactly. But for fence grab, they never stop the clock. But, you know, still things. Yeah, if you see a fence grab, maybe at the end of the round, like you can be like, yo, that fucked up the round. We're taking off a point. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because maybe the ref doesn't see that. That's harder. To, I don't know. I mean, if UFC really wanted, I'm sure they can change it to a different fence in which it would be almost impossible to grab. You know, make the hole so small, but still seeable. So like the crowd can still like, you know, see through the cage. Like I'm sure there's a way to do it. Yeah, you could do like netting or something. Something. Super tight. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. And then that, ju- that was one of the things. And, and that bothered me because I had Rachmanov. Not that it mattered in the end, but I was like, hey, I got a bet at one and a half rounds. Like in that half round. You're just eating 20 seconds. I'm like, you stop the clock. You stop the game, you stop the clock. That was a weird thing to me. Well, her Dean sucks. I think I've officially (laughs) covered. Like, there's so many things. Like, you didn't see the mouthpiece or like, it's just, and why not just have another kind of ref there anyway that can kind of be like, yo, you dropped the mouthpiece. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're a billion dollar organization. Like, all right, I get it. Yeah, but that's the commission. The commission hires the referees, not UFC. Still, then you're the fucking commission of billion dollar enterprise. UFC like, still has play because the UFC pays the commission to do their jobs. So, like, but, if UFC doesn't like the commission, then they don't have, you know, it's like there the is NFL, still. 
the NFL has line judges and then judges in the back and people that are looking around. Like you could have one more person there that's like looking from above maybe or yeah. you know, like on the other side of the fence. That's like, hey, check this. Like, you know, screaming out. Why not? You have coaches screaming things out. Mm-hmm. Yo, mm-hmm. get us in charge of the fucking let's start our own league. Yeah, that's not an easy endeavor. We'll just hire kids to fight. Not in this country. All right, so we'll go to another country where we can yeah. buy some- all right, let's talk about, speaking of other countries, Matt used Gamrot from Poland. What would you think of his fight with Jalen Turner? I love Gamrot, and I love the way he wrestles. Me and too. He makes things, and he makes things, like, fun, and it's so technical, and it's, like, unique. There's not, I don't know who else fights like Gamrot. Yeah. But I didn't think he won that fight, technically. Oh, okay. Well, Jalen Turner definitely had him, you know, running the streets for a, a few times, for sure. I do think it was close. I do think it was two to one. I think pretty definitively. I would like to say, I'll check right now. I'm pretty sure Verdict thought the same thing. I wasn't looking at that fight like a judge, though, per se. I just felt like Gamrot, uh-huh. yeah, got the takedowns, but they were. Oh, no. Points- globally, globally, they thought Gamrot won all three rounds. I think I had it at two to one, but yeah. I, Jalen Turner is going to be really good. Jalen Turner probably- is already really good. Yeah, I think both. Turner and Gamrot are those guys that like should be top five in the division, but they just love to recycle, you know, the top five that's in there now. Yeah. But yeah, Gamrot and Turner are really good. I think this is one of those fights where Turner learns a lot where he's like, fuck, this fuck took me down this much. And he starts just training takedown defense. Yeah, maybe. He starts dominating in like a year and a half because dude that'd be cool he's, he's a three. he's a big lightweight like they did not look the same weight class at all no he's a monster and he knows how to strike and he seemed like he had confidence yeah. it's just Gamrot had that like veteran savvy yeah i also liked how Gamrot just kept talking after i feel like his his post-fight speech just kept going like, one more thing <laughs> one more thing <laughs> i also just like his name Gamrot. yeah uh, it's like fun to say I like him a lot as a fighter. I, I Yeah, I hope he's at the top. And um, then lastly, Bo Nickel, talking about to the top. Exactly, because I think that was the whole theme of like yesterday, kind of. It was like this new blood, right? Like there's like these good young fighters. Like it wasn't like everybody's famous. And then the newest and the best of the new blood, I think, is Bo Nickel. So those that don't know, Bo Nickel is like a three-time NCAA all-american champion and i think he was going to make the olympics but it just so happened like the other person in his division was also amazing like that went to penn state david taylor went to the olympics and he won the gold in the olympics and it's so it's like joe montana and steve young i think like you're just both hall of famers and one's just behind the other but and he's been training at american top team for a while i remember like two three years ago he he had like a submission match with like gordon ryan and he lost yep. like fucking Rubord and Ryan. Yeah, suplexed him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fighters were talking about in the background, like Masvidal was like, "Oh yeah, I got Bo Nickel training, like helping me train for wrestling." So he's been yeah, fighting. I mean, this was probably the biggest mismatch the UFC's had on a main card in a long time, I think. But it was a little bit not overshadowed, but it was annoying because when he went for like to grab Jamie Pickett, and everybody assumed he was going to take him down easy. Jamie Pickett looked pretty good in terms of like his strength and being able to stop it. And then Bo Nickel knees him in the nuts and nobody saw it. 
Okay, and, I didn't see that either. Even in the replay, I was like, I can't really tell. You saw that though? I saw it. And okay. his face looked genuine, like when he got kicked there and like, okay. there. Some people can I don't think I've ever seen a real UFC fighter like make a wince when getting need need in their leg. They just eat that for some reason. Like I would cry. Okay. But like well, they're just Jamie Pickett is contesting the match. He exactly. is trying to bring it to a no contest because of that. I think it was sincere that he was need in the nuts. Like, or because it felt like he was like, oh, and then he just got taken down. I mean, there's a possibility then, if that was the case and the video is definitive that they could overrule that. I, I don't didn't know. see that. So I wasn't sure. Like, I don't know. You know, I'm at a buddy's yeah. house. Maybe I missed like the part of the replay or something. But I was like, dang, dude, I, I didn't see it. I think it's what you said, though, about rules and whatever. I think they're going to be like, ah, I wasn't close enough, whatever. You were going to be Dang, man. Yeah, that's. I don't like that. If it happened, it happened. <laughs> now, I, I want to see Bo Nickel fight somebody else anyway, though. Sure. Bo yeah. is okay, even if they were to overreal to a no contest, they're not going to they're gonna redo that match. Oh, then again, no one's really agreeing to fighting Bo Nickel. The only reason why Jamie Pickett accepted <laughs> is because he didn't know who Bo Nickel was. <laughs> and then when he found out, he actually tried to get out of it and UFC is like, no, dude, you signed. I think you're fighting this that, guy. I think that's hilarious. And I love it. He's like, yo, you're paying me more money. All right. And then he's like, fuck. Yeah. I guarantee you, Jimmy Pickett gets cut. Oh, I hope not. He No, yeah, you dude. need somebody like that. And he, no, like, in, 13 and nine, he, he, like, he's not. Yeah. I, whatever. He's like the Brooklyn brawler. You need somebody that's like, you know, brings the best out of everybody else. Sure. It just, it just felt very set up. I mean, I get it. it's only like his like fourth or yeah, it's his fourth fight. I get it, but yo, by the way, know, main the card like they were saying like the only person to make their debut on a main card of a pay per view was CM Punk and now Bo Nickel. Really? Yeah. Interesting. No one has ever made their debut on the main card at a pay per view. Don't yo, know. What's also weird is on his Wikipedia it said Bo Nickel's only a blue belt. How yes. the fuck you? Only and he just tapped out a brown belt. <laughs> Yeah, so Jeremy Pickett's a brown belt. Like, how do how do you not just be like, all right, dude, you're a brown belt. Like, you're an, uh, a world champion wrestler. Okay, you so understand? I yeah, that that's the difference. Like, brown I got belt. asked this at like the party I was at. They're like, how is he a blue belt and just walked through a brown belt? And I'm like, you don't know how that game applies to MMA. Like, if he's a brown belt and he's really good in the gi, maybe he's got like a good bottom game. Like. That style is not very applicable for MMA, but you know what is, is wrestling. Super yeah. applicable. Now you add all those years of experience in wrestling plus that blue belt, it's a no-brainer he beats that brown belt. Do you know what I mean? Like the jujitsu, I think a lot of people hear jujitsu and they're just like, oh, they're grappling is that level. No, 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 no. Jiu-jitsu is not all grappling. It's a piece of grappling. And I think yeah. that's where it gets weird. That'd be like saying like, oh, this guy's a champion boxer. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't know Muay Thai though. Okay, or he's just learning Muay Thai. That's going to change if you're doing just an all-striking match. So like people forget that. They just equate jujitsu to all of grappling. And I would contend that it's just a piece. And at this point, a smaller piece. Bless you. That one took so long to form. Yeah, but still, say you're like Bo Nichols fucking sensei, coach, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. don't you feel like and yeah, they said even during the arm triangle choke he had, he didn't do it proper, proper, you know, like his chest wasn't facing the mat. Like he could have done it cleaner. Like, I get it. But also like, how do you or not at least like a purple? Like, shouldn't you skip 
<laughs> like white, like, you know, like you're just that accomplished where maybe, but like, if I this is the same like guy that's like, oh, hey, what's a scissor sweep? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. Bo Nickel doesn't need to know. Yeah. Exactly. He's grappling, but to be a purple belt, you should know what a scissor sweep is, you know? So like, it's probably those things. I know, but I feel like you should Will get he that. get it probably in the next two or three years? I can't see how he doesn't. I feel like in two years, he should be a black belt. Like, I think those things should be like months. Like, I'm he not talking be. about like, he might. I'm not talking about a regular dude that's a wrestler. I'm just talking about like, you're all American champion, like Olympian. Yeah. Like, also keep in I, mind, it's all about like what that instructor believes that to be. I know. I'm such an easy grader, I guess. If I was like, <laughs> I had a black belt and Bo Nickel came, like some Olympian came in. First of all, I wouldn't be able to take him down. So I'd be like, fuck. And then I would go for like leg locks or something and maybe mm -hmm. I'd tap him. But like, I'd be like, yo, if you make me work this hard for anything, you got to just automatically be a blue. Like, wouldn't it be disrespectful to even start at like a white? That's the thing is like, we're still doing like that hierarchy of like just jujitsu. It's like, no, no, no. That's not the hierarchy of grappling. Yeah, that's what I mean. I would try to look at it that way. Yeah. Like Josh Barnett's a catch wrestler. He's a white belt in jujitsu. Yeah, that's you know like mean, that's like thing. He'll kill people. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that should be just like, all right, you have your black belt. I, will, I want like a unified grappling belt. Yeah, it's called ADCC. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, yeah, ADCC just... is having more turn, like more opens. They're gonna have it like every year. They're gonna have like basically like local ADCs. I don't know why they're not better at what they do because don't they have like that Arab billionaire money? Like, yeah, but that's just like the Arabs basically <laughs> inviting everyone to their country every two years. Like, oh, yeah, this is our tournament. We want to see the best. Come do it in front of us, in front of our thrones or whatever, basically. <laughs> yeah, but I don't get why they don't do it every year. Like, and maybe why don't in they different make it parts. global? It seems like they are pushing to make it like a business. Plus, they own everything anyway. Like, I think they own like the Waldorf Astoria. So they could be like, all right, we're just going to do it in the Waldorf Astoria, which is in New York, you know, but... It's still our, you know what I mean? Like you're billionaires. Like you created that. Like, why wouldn't you just fucking. I mean, what they've done for Nogi grappling has been huge already. It seems like they're going to put it into a business. It's going to move up. Like you're, it seems like the direction that they can take grappling is big potentially. I'm just surprised they haven't done it already. Like they have so uh, okay. much more money than God. And like we interviewed Jeff Monson, like he won in what, like 2000 or something like, yeah, like. It's been around for a while and it's been so respected for a while. Like the people that competed, like they all wear that as honor. Like any grappler, it's the highest form of praise and they train together in their palaces. They were saying, mm -hmm. I'm just, and I think they spent something like $200 billion to bring FIFA to Qatar. Yeah. Like, okay, you could give 0.01% of that. And that's still more money than they probably ever spent on any grappling thing ever anyway, right? So yeah. like, why wouldn't... And you guys are so good at grappling. I don't know. I, I feel like the the Arabs and the Muslims are like rising up and grappling, right? They're like, not that they weren't always good, but now even at the gyms and everything, I'm like, fuck, you guys are crushing it. Like you figure that's what they would invest in more than soccer, right? Which might be dominated by like Latin, European. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that could um. be your thing. I'm surprised they didn't so, invest in it. Maybe you know, I don't know. I was someone asked at my party that, like, oh, what ADCC champions have fought in UFC? And I know Jeff Monson was one, but I know Fabricio Verdum was another. 
Mm -hmm. I don't really know of any others. And that's kind of crazy to think about. No, I think there's a lot of them. If we pull it up, what about like Mark Kerr? Oh, Rodolfo Vera. He's probably one, right. Yeah, Henzo. I think in the past they were better. It's kind of crazy. Hold on. I'm going to go on the Wikipedia. Oh, Dean, of course. Dean Lister. Yeah, Dean. I'm sure there's so many. Fuck. Leo Vera. Yeah, I don't know. There's not that. For something that you think would be so applicable for it, you think you'd see a little more is what I mean. Hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. Here's a list of some champions. Hoyler Gracie, Salah Herbera, Ricardo Hoyler, Hoyler wasn't in UFC. Yeah, no, I'm just reading the names. But uh, uh, Arona, okay, okay. did Arona, he fought in Pride. Arona was in Pride, of course, yeah. But again, uh, not UFC. Jeff Monson, Dean Lister. Mm-hmm. Marcelo won so many, but he never fought in the UFC. Yeah. Didn't, you, didn't your boy Ronnie Yaha? Yaha? <laughs> oh, yeah, Honey Yaya. Did he win ADCC? Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's, in, he's still in UFC. 2007. Right on. Robert Isdale coached people in the UFC, though, right? Isn't that's true. Yeah. Whatever, you're right. It's not, it's not as many as I thought. Yeah, that's kind of interesting Damian Maya. to think about. Damian Maya, Jacare. Oh, there you go. That's right. Fabricio. All right, so it's not that bad then. Yeah. But all these guys are affiliated with the UFC in the sense, like, they train with UFC fighters. They have their own gyms. Sure. They coach these guys. Yeah. So... I still put it in like they're in, you know what I mean? Rico Rodriguez. Yeah. Well, Mark, Kerr. Mark Kerr. Yeah. So you got, you got all these people. Yeah. All right. Fair, fair. Would you rather be an ADCC champion, like super weight? So you're the best grappler in the world or you're an, in, you're an interim UFC champ. Personally? Yeah. Interim UFC champ. Why? Because you're just a better overall fighter. It's fighting. Yeah, it's ADCC. Fighting. Yeah, so ADCC is not fighting. I'd rather be the better fighter. Yeah. I was asking because then you get to say at least you have the claim of being the best in the world at something. Where I put right. the inter moniker in because maybe you're not technically the best, but you're close. You're one of the best. You're a top five yeah. Yeah. fighter. You know? I mean, I'd so, rather be a top 10 UFC fighter than the best in the world in grappling, actually. Interesting. I don't know what I would pick. I feel like there's an allure to be the best in the world at something. Sure. Yeah, for sure. That is like exciting. And grappling is like 50% of fighting. So like I would always be like, you could take out somebody in the top 10, you know, like it'd be close. You're not, you're not far off. So like maybe my heart would be like, all right, I know I could win. You know, I could convince myself I'd win if I was like, whatever, you know, so like it might be good enough for me. I don't know. I mean, even if you are a top 10 fighter, the pursuit to be the best in grappling is still to be there. Yeah. The same vice versa. You could be the best in the world in grappling and then the pursuit to be a top 10 fighter can still be there. It doesn't have to be exclusive, but I know in this scenario it is exclusive. That's what I'd pick. Yeah. Yeah. I I think think it's good. I also just like that too. Like even this last weekend rolling at my gym, I started every roll against the wall. Oh, really? <laughs> and I was like, you guys good with this? Like every opponent. And they're like, yeah, awesome. I'm I'm doing that. Like, I I like it. It's fun. It's another variable. That's why. I agree with you. I have so it's one of those things where, yeah, I like those added variables that are in MMA. And is it because it's like a real fight or something? Like, yeah, partly. But I like that there's like another component to it, another strategic component. Like, how could I use this to help me? How can I mix it up? What's my game plan? Like, I like these things. It's a good challenge. And there's walls in real life. 
right? So of it's course. like, why not? Exactly. <laughs> like, like, you know, like now sometimes when we get close to the wall when I'm rolling with people, I'm like, let's just kind of stay here. You know, like we'll be safe. So I brought so that up with Kevin. I was like, man, I'd love to see MMA in the karate combat like pit, you know, like those 45 degree walls or whatever. And he's like, man, that would be really interesting. I would like to grapple like that. He's like, it's also more real because he's like, have you ever seen someone in a fight go backwards so far? He's like, chances are they usually fall down over something before they even hit a wall. He's like, I would like that. I'd love to see. He's like, I wonder if it's easier to get back up because you're on that incline. You're not as pinned. I'm like, oh, that it, yeah, it would be cool. And like, he, he shared that exact idea that I kind of have. I'm like, oh, that's a different variable. I wonder what that would be like. I, I, I like adding that. Yeah, I think there's also things you should be able to kick off of, right? In like real life, like you have things to move. Remember in Physical 100, they had that obstacle course and it was kind yeah. of like trying to simulate a fight where it's like keep away with the ball. I was yeah. wondering what a real fight like that would be like. Say you're getting your ass kicked, but then you just run on top of the hill. Oh, now it's like, that's I loved that show and I loved that challenge. And in my mind, like all these guys, like, oh, whoever like turtles down over the ball is going to like, it's going to be so hard to get it out of them. And I'm like, I just cross face the shit out of them until they didn't care about holding the ball. Like I <laughs> would be so mean. Dude, that that wrestler was mean. That wrestler was a body slamming that one guy and smashing yep. him. I, I mean, we knew that going in, right? Like my wife knows that going in because like not only is he a heavyweight wrestler, like just a wrestler in general, you knew was like, oh, this is not gonna go easy for you. Yeah. Kill you can kill people. <laughs> yeah. But Great UFC card, no? Amazing UFC card, and then yeah. there's like a there's a nice fight next week, and there's another pay per view, and yeah, just fucking. Yeah, we got weeks of good fights. Yeah, should we advocate stealing the pay per views? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't steal it last night. Everyone was like, "Thank God I didn't pay for this," and so they're like, "Have you seen that video with Khabib when he uses links?" No, what, what there's a Khabib video did? of a Daniel Cormier talking to Khabib. He's telling him how to buy the pay-per-view because Khabib's like, how do I watch? How do I watch? He's like, you go through the ESPN app. You clicked buy. He's like, no, 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 brother, brother. I I send you Russian link. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 you don't use the link. He's like, I have, I have a Russian link. It's, it's better. Like, <laughs> even uh, Khabib isn't buying it. Daniel Cormier is definitely like, yo, that's my fucking pay-per-view points. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Cormier is laughing so hard. Link? Link? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, also, Russian link. fuck brendan shaw because we used to have mma streams on reddit and it was the perfect link always and yeah, now you gotta like look for the link a little and brendan shaw ruined it the golden snitch you know what's funny he coined the moniker golden snitch for what's that guy's name the guy for usada he he coined the term golden snitch and now that guy's called the golden snitch because you know he's testing people to like for usada oh, or whatever okay. but meanwhile brendan is the golden snitch because he gave away the links that we would always have. Yeah. Fuck, Brenda. <laughs> oh, but I got the new shit. It was like this. My parents have this Indian box thing. Okay. Where they can watch like Indian channels and uh, it just has like thousands of channels. Oh, sick. so a lot yeah, of I've been hear, hearing a lot of people about this. They're like, oh, dude, I got like a hot box. And I'm like, what? They have those? And yeah, yeah people some... are like getting it now. Yeah. So I, I just watched the UFC. It was just on it. Oh legit. man, that's dope. Because other countries don't have to pay for the pay-per-views. Yeah. Like India, like Europe, like it's on their fucking their 
national sports television channel. Oh, that's we, dope. That's like fuck it. Shit, fuck man. Channel. Let's just do a Discord chat. Link me in, bro. <laughs> How does that? I don't even know what Discord is. Though. I'm like not I'll get fully. You. You're aware. old, dude. I'll I'll get you up to the up I'm to old. <laughs> help me. Help me I'm older than you. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used. I used the word curmudgeon in class and they're like, huh? It was like, it means grumpy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that word. I know. Me too. I was like, you should know that. Yeah. <laughs> like a curmudgeon. But yeah, great fights. And I've been training a lot. And Hell yeah. everybody should train. And I trained. I was like tired that day too. But I was like, yo, I'm watching the fights tonight. I should fight before. <laughs> you know? Like, and I was yeah. like, I want. I know I'm going to get that juice. And I've been putting in trying to do more of an emphasis on wrestling. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's do stuff. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, we'll talk next week and see, talk about the other fights. Yep. Yeah. Keep that wrestling mindset, man. Takedowns, reversals, pins, and even that four point takedown, even, you know, if their feet are off the floor, oof, four points, get that shit. Oh, like a jujitsu, like a judo throw type thing? Yeah, kind of. If you have a more of a takedown mindset for jujitsu, I think it helps a lot, like out wrestle jujitsu guys, man. That's what I'm gonna try. Yeah, that's what I try to do. Cause especially if I'm like, fuck, these people are beating me. Let's just at least start standing and let me get a victory. You know, like by getting the fight to the ground. Well, here's the thing: if you get a takedown, it's already like a mental warfare thing. Like, oh, I've taken you down, and chances are I'm in better position than you. I'm on top. Yeah. You're already losing. You know what I mean? And since I'm in better position, I'm closer to finishing you now. You know, like all of these things is that mental warfare. If you're winning the first battle, you have a better shot at winning the war. Yeah. That so didn't one happen. of those things that I think a lot of jiu-jitsu guys don't think about. They're almost like waiting for the invasion before they try to win the war. Uh-uh. Strike first, strike think, hard. Did you see that awesome street fight with those jiu-jitsu guys versus like those fucking yes. cholo dudes or whatever? Yes. I fucking loved it. And in the caption, it was awesome too. So it was like these two guys that were at a regular gym, like a weightlifting gym, and they run in, and they're both having to be wearing black. And they run into these like I don't know, like these hood cholo type dudes that were like wearing gray. And apparently they were staring them down. And later they found out that the gym owner was saying those dudes were trying to pick fights with other people. But it mm -hmm. just so happened today they picked fights with these jujitsu guys, and they were all in pretty good shape, like 180 pounds. And tough type dudes, like not, the, none of them look weak at all. And then the the cholo dude throws a punch or two, and then the guy just fucking dives under it, perfect, and picks him up and body slams him to the ground. And the other guy, his friend, was like, "Yo, no body slams!" While the guy's halfway in the air. Wow, like, what a bitch. Yep. And the other, and then the guy tries to break it up, so his other friend just fucking takes the other guy's back and smashes his face into the ground. Yeah, that's dope. And then the part that surprised me, though, was, oh, and so the first guy chokes out the other dude and the guy taps and he lets him go. And everybody was discussing in the comments, like, you know, should you have let him go? Like, it's a street fight. Like, and these guys kept talking shit after the fight. Like, yo, we'll air it out. And they're saying, she's like, dead homies. I hate that term. It's like, I don't know, just you just lost a fight, just leave. So if they're already the type of people that keep talking shit, then would they be the type of people to shoot you? And so if they're the type of people to shoot you, do you just let go? No, you finish it. But also if you accidentally kill them, then you're in so much trouble.
Yep. So it's like, fuck, what do you do? I would have left, I would definitely let go, but I would have ran away, I think, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Usually a tap is like, you know, you put your tail, you tuck your tail in and walk away almost. Like most people, I think, would have that mentality in a street fight. If you tapped, like you really said, like, I quit, I give up, you've beat me. Usually that's good enough. But yeah, there are some people that it's not good enough or they're going to want payback or whatever. Yeah. Dude, they, they kept chirping and they were like, yo, you, I guess they were kind of like feeling, they just hate wrestling. But this is why wrestling and jujitsu is so important. And I think some people were sharing it just as jujitsu. And like on our page, I wanted to write like wrestling and jujitsu. Because if he doesn't take that motherfucker to the ground, this isn't happening. Like, yeah. you know, like, and he fucking threw him to the ground and set the tone. And it's like, yeah, we get, so I think that video was what sparked I was like, yo, I'm starting standing now. Like, that's it. I've yeah. been like a lot, but now I want to do it even more. Yeah. Otherwise, we if we can't implement our jujitsu, then we can't implement our jujitsu. So then we don't have jujitsu. Yep. And I think I think even like old school Gracie jujitsu should be able to strike to some degree. Not yeah, just throw some haymakers or anything, but have some strikes that lead to your takedowns. Exactly. Know how to move your head off the line when strikes are coming at you to get your takedowns. These are the things I think are completely lost in today's jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Oh, I love that video though. And those guys were so, yeah. I was happy for them because I feel like they became like little mini celebrities. Everyone was like, yo, sick. Like, like, you know, like you represented the sport. Well, you beat the yeah, shit. Did those people get people like highlighted or anything. Do we know who those people are now or where they train or anything? Say that again. Do we know who those people are, those guys, like where they train, what their names are? Because that would be cool to find out who they are, where they train, or if they weren't training or they used to train, maybe they're back to training now. Someone offers them something. Like, it'd just be cool to find out more to that story. Yeah. we Shit, I wouldn't want to talk to them. I forget their Instagram handles, but they actually liked, we commented, I commented on their shit and then I shared it on our page. Yeah. And so they liked it. So yeah, we should talk to them, man. I think they went to 10th planet vegas hey okay i've been there so i think it was something like that I've been um, there. but it was out west but i love those dudes but all right yeah we'll 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 write them something nice because actually I feel now like i think about the 10th planet vegas guys are pretty legit there's a few fighters there and stuff i could see them yeah handling i and i just love that like you know what it's good that he let go of the tap right like we shouldn't be thinking about like shootings and major violence. i don't know maybe i'm but there was like honor behind what they did. And they wrote down that those people were starting fights with other people. So it wasn't even like, yo, we want to fight. Like, I think it was like, all right, well, we know what fighting's about and you guys are picking on us. So like, What a wild thing to just like want to start a fight. It's almost like, you know, they don't train. Like, I understand getting into a fight when there's like a series of escalation, but to just straight up, just look for a fight is the craziest shit. Yeah. Right. I don't think I've ever crazy. I love fighting, but it's almost like, you know, I want you to want to fight me, you know? I can't yeah. imagine trying to like, hey, just like fight anyone unwilling. I mean, with drunk stuff, I could get it. But this was like daytime yeah. and at a gym. So it's like, yeah, you're working out, like, you know? I mean, but at the gym, if I'm at like a weightlifting gym, since I'm not lifting that much weight, I am always thinking like, yo, could I fuck that person up? That's like <laughs> lifting way more weight. I'm like, yo, would my jujitsu work on them? Like, could I throw them? So maybe that's exactly what they were thinking too. They were just like, yo, can I fuck that person up at the gym? And 
I just maybe that never maybe that gym myself. guy looks at jujitsu guys and is like, yo, I could probably lift more than him. Yeah, like yeah, how you you're like measure like you you determine your worth. You know yes. what I mean? Like yeah, so you're all measuring each other up. So it does make sense actually. In your own in your own ways though, like that's what's so funny about it. Like you, what you value is how you measure other people too, and it's it's funny that we do that because that's not what they value. I always think that at the gym. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't love that much. I I, I don't to- think you're of a minority there. I think a lot of people do do that. <laughs> I went to I went to fuck what is it LA Fitness in Staten Island with my girlfriend like a year ago Amanda uh-huh. and so I jokingly said I was like yo I'm gonna start a fight club because they have like a section of bags where you could hit and I went so she's on the treadmill and then like there's two other guys there that start boxing and then we all start boxing each other and like we had so much fun and then they invited me in the group chat we like and I was like yeah we started a fight club like. <laughs> but we like texted for a long time like yo i'm going to the gym today i'm going to the gym today I'm going. like you know like oh, i was yeah. just like yo let's just box and hit each other and there was a meme that you shared where it was like basketball players like after they played rough with each other and oh it's, yeah like, yeah, yeah. Like, like one basketball player pushes another and you're man like i hate that guy like i'm not playing with that guy no more or whatever and then meanwhile like you know fighters wrestlers after four hours of literally just killing each other are just laughing and having the best time like they're best friends exactly exactly and i feel like that way too with like the boxers any any fighting right they're just like happy they're like all right cool this is this is fun so and it was cool because it was like an la fitness so everybody else is like lifting weights and like i had said i'm measuring people up anyway so i was like yeah i'm just gonna hang out here it's like let's just just fight hell yeah oh I decided like what I want to do. If I was rich and I like could retire, it was funny because my dad was like, "You're like already retired." Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I would do exactly what I do now. I want to fight, I want to garden, and I want to teach." Just all of my <laughs> So like, you're living retirement then, dude. You're I, that. I, but I want to do it guilt free. That's the whole thing. Fans <laughs> just like feel like, "Yo, I, I deserve this." So, I but I think that is a good way of looking. I was like, I just want to fight garden teach dude that's a that is a great life right so i like doing all those things it's peaceful it's nice dude, eat well all of those things are great on their own and together it's like a a full holistic life i love it right like just compost shit i always wanted to make fertilizer called an oops poop you know <laughs> just like good fertilizer and yeah uh, i don't know whatever that's the dream man it's the dream oh yeah all right, I think this is good for tonight. It was great UFC. Always good at talking as well. Yeah, brother. It was a pleasure. All right, man. Thanks for listening, guys. Like always, you'll probably hear us these next few weeks. There's a bunch of UFCs. Catch you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.